Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Strength and Struggle podcast with me today. This is Janelle Petrosino and I am ready. I am so ready to launch this podcast, you guys. I've been waiting for years to somehow find a vulnerable and authentic way to reach more people with what I've been through the last six years. And needless to say, a very special friend um, kind of nudged me recently and helped inspire me to finally take action. And so here we are today. And I just want to start by saying this podcast is authentic and vulnerable. And I just want you all to know that my plan is to just talk to you. I'm just going to talk to you and share tips and daily practices and stories that have impacted my life and helped me to become my best version. There not going to be pre-scripted or um, written out ahead of time. I'm literally just pretending that we're kind of sitting down and having a cup of coffee together because honestly, that's what brings me joy. And it's really not about perfection here. I really just want to talk to you about things that are on my heart and that have been on my heart for a really long time. So we're going to kick off this this podcast by just sharing a little bit more about my story and who I was in 2014 and how that person differentiates from the person I am today in 2020 and how struggle and leaning in and showing up played such a huge role in the evolution of who Janelle Petrosino is today. And my hope with this podcast is to inspire you on your hardest days to show up and be your best version no matter what you're going through. One thing that I learned is that it's so easy to kind of shell yourself away when something hard is going on. It's easy to give up all of the things that mean anything to you. It's easy to just want to stay in bed and curl up in a ball when it seems like you're going through a storm. But I've learned that by putting your feet on the floor and showing up the best way that you can each day, so much growth happens. And honestly, I believe that growth is a superpower. Without growth, honestly, we we stay stuck. We stay in the same place that we've always been. And I've learned to really appreciate and embrace growth and struggle the last six years. And I hope that I could help share a different perspective with you on both of them. So basically, my journey starts in 2014. I was going through a really tough time following a really scary time in our life in 2013. My husband, who I was newly married to, um, got acutely ill at the drop of a hat. And basically, we were at a family picnic, and he just started to acquire really bad headaches and really bad symptoms. And to make a long story short, nine hours Um, after he finally went to the ER to get checked, he was getting surgery. And it was a really hard time for our family because it was scary. He was hospitalized for over a month. And honestly, I'm not going to get into the details. It's just kind of a story for another day. But the point is, is that we went through a really hard time. Our family had just kind of gotten started. We got married. We got pregnant right after with our beautiful daughter, Ava. And she was born and, you know, soon after, like a year or so after, we were struck with this really hard struggle of Paul being ill and being away from the family and being out of work and in and out of the hospital and doctor's appointments. And I was working a job that I didn't really like very much. And just, it was a really 
really hard time trying to juggle everything. And luckily, by the grace of God, he survived that time with flying colors and ended up, you know, coming out of the experience with great health. And there's something about that time period that was so bittersweet. It got me down on my knees, if you know what I mean by like praying to God for a change because I was so exhausted, so spent, so anxious, so depressed, so different than I had ever been before after that. It's like it almost sucked the life out of me because I'm not sure if anybody really understands, but when the person that you love is going through something scary that you can't help them with, sometimes it it literally feels debilitating. Like I feel as though I was just so weathered by the experience because it it hurt my heart so much to see him going through what he had gone through. And so even though he had made it out, I feel like my body was really, my body and my mind were really struggling to get back to normalcy. And so even a year later, I was struggling with not really taking care of myself and um, not feeling very well. I I was diagnosed um, in 2012 with a thyroid disorder, and I always knew that the thyroid disorder probably derived from another issue that was underlying and non-diagnosed at the time, but I didn't really have the stamina and energy to do anything about it. So I just woke up, felt like crap every day, was really anxious and depressed, and it was just a really hard time in my life. And after about you know, a year of going through that, Paul and I decided, well, maybe we'll try to have a baby. You know, babies are <laughs> full of joy and, and excitement. And, and I was really looking for something to fix me. And Paul, you know, he was doing great. I was so proud of him at the time, like kind of jumped back into his life the best way he knew how. And he was definitely so positive with, you know, the fact that he came out of that hard time well but I wasn't able to keep up with his joy. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't quite there and I just knew that I needed another little push. And so we embarked on trying to conceive, but unfortunately my menstrual cycle never, never regulated after I had Ava. So we tried and tried. And obviously at that time, I didn't really have a lot of knowledge about trying to conceive. So, um, you know, I, we tried and tried and tried and then I started to go to doctors and I went to a series of doctors and they didn't really know what was wrong with me and they basically told me that you know I was a mystery and that some people just have kids and then they're just they just go through early menopause or they just go infertile and it's just the way it is and they basically suggested that I just dive right into fertility And at the time, like after going through so much with what Paul had gone through, I just mentally wasn't at the place where that made any sense to me. And I was so sick and tired of feeling like crap all the time. And so I embarked on a really amazing journey in November of 2014. Um, I remember feeling literally at rock bottom this particular day. It was November 16th, 2014. And I was like, you know what? I'm so tired of settling. I'm so tired of feeling like crap every day. I'm so tired of people telling me that I'm broken, but they don't know why. And so I signed up um, with a business opportunity to become a health coach. And it's the craziest thing I've ever done because I literally 
had no experience. I, I had no business signing up to be a health coach. I barely ate enough for myself. I was so anxious all the time. I drank like four coffees a day. I was, I had dark circles for days. I was bloated because of my underlying issues that I had yet to be diagnosed with. And I was just, I was not at the point where I could mentor or show other people what to do, but I was so desperate. And I remember looking at that opportunity, not as um, something that I thought that I was going to rock from, from day one, but I looked at it as an opportunity for me to be become the person I wanted to be. So crazy enough, I told my coach, listen, I I have no business doing this and I probably won't follow through, but all I want is to find joy again. I want, oh my gosh, I get emotional. I want to be able to put my feet on the floor and smile at my daughter and my husband and, and feel good and be able to keep up with them. And I want to be able to get pregnant again. Those were my goals. Like I just wanted to become healthy and happy again. And I wanted to be able to expand my family. And I knew that the path that I was going down wasn't going to get me there. So I embarked on that journey with a lot of apprehension. And um, that was the beginning of everything to come. And it was honestly the best hands down choice of my life because it helped me to maneuver through a series of really hard struggles that I had yet to face. I had thought that Paul getting sick was the the hardest hurdle that we would have gone through as a couple because the details of it, you know, it it was something that so many or I'm sorry, so few people go through in their life in their entire life. It was something that we were experiencing so young. But little did I know there were so many struggles to come and that opportunity and that and that community and the support system that I gained through my team helped me to embark on this amazing path that taught me that my struggles were my strength. And so the rest, man, I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit more. I don't want to be too long-winded or lose you in my story, but I'm going to just keep going and hopefully you're enjoying and intrigued and you're going to keep listening too. Um, but after that point, um, I signed up and I decided to dive a little deeper into my own health. So I knew that, you know, of course I was going through secondary infertility, but it really bothered me that my body was broken. You know, that every every doctor that I talked to had no answers for me. They just told me, you are a mystery diagnosis. We have no clue what what is causing your infertility. And they gave me some suggest- suggestions, you know, go gain more weight. You're pretty petite. Maybe you're, you're not, you don't weigh enough to get pregnant. So I gained 20 pounds. And then I didn't ever get my period back. And so I didn't get pregnant. And it was just this long, depressing cycle. And I remember waking up in the morning and I would be crying when I before my head even got off my pillow. And I would go to bed at night crying because I just felt so confused. Why, why would a body that was already be able to conceive once and carry a baby to full term not be able to do it again. It made no sense to me. And I, I was so angry at my body. I was so frustrated. And I felt like, I truly felt like it was a struggle that I would never, like I would never overcome. 
I remember waking up with dread and I remember thinking, you know, gosh, is this ever going to get easier? Is is this ever going to get easier? I feel like I'm just stuck in such a negative mindset and cycle and that I can't get out of because anybody that's tried to conceive and hasn't been successful knows that it's depressing. You know, you wake up and you take a pregnancy test even when you know that there's no possibility of being pregnant, but you do it anyway because there's that little rush that comes with the possibility that maybe you will be this time. And my time didn't come for years and years and years. And finally, I was referred by a friend to a different doctor who gave me answers. And all the while, in the meantime, I was leaning into that health coaching opportunity and I was sharing my story on social media daily to hold me accountable to keep showing up. And I'm so grateful I did because there were probably 6,000 times that I wanted to give up, but I didn't because there were people that were rooting me on and it meant so much to me. It meant so much to me. I can't even express how much their support and the support of people on my journey still to this day meant to me because I felt for once that I wasn't alone. There were people that were going through infertility that understood and in the process of really trying to heal myself, I met really great life friends. Um, But anyway, this new doctor finally, within 15 minutes, was able to diagnose me with autoimmune disease that I had never been diagnosed with by six other doctors. All of those other doctors just told me I needed to go straight to like IVF or something like that. And so this doctor diagnosed me with celiac disease and I couldn't believe it. And that embarked a whole new journey of a whole new struggle. The need to go gluten-free, 100%, deglutenize my life. And at first, it really felt like I was going to live in a bubble for the rest of my life. On top of feeling anxious, depressed, working a job that I didn't really love, like all of these things compiled. I was like, oh, another struggle. I have to go gluten-free. What about pizza? What about bread? What about all, like, what about my social life? Like, it was just a really hard time, but... I'm telling you that community and that support, it was that positive light in my life in addition to the support from Paul and my parents. I have to give them so much credit because they are godsends. They truly were always there for me and always told me to do my best and to keep showing up and that I would finally get it one day and that they believed in me and that meant so much. But I just felt so discouraged and I knew that I couldn't give up after all this time. At this point in time, it was probably four and a half years of trying um, to conceive and not succeeding. So I finally got this answer of having celiac disease. And as much as it was a real, real big struggle um, to know that I had to change my lifestyle, I really decided at that point in time that I was going to do it though, because I was willing to do anything. I had told my coach in 2014 that all I wanted, and I would, I told her I would do whatever it took. I want to be happy and healthy and I want to get pregnant. And I had dedicated myself wholeheartedly to that goal back then. And I I had no idea what I had in store, but I knew that I had to I had to be strong. So I went gluten-free. And that process is a story for another day. But let me tell you, it is not something that happens overnight. There is gluten in everything. There are bajillions of social events centered around food. And the elimination process is such an isolating one for anybody that has ever eliminated a food group or a a food because of an allergy or an intolerance knows that it's isolating you know you have to be that person whenever you go out that 
brings something extra in their purse or takes 10 minutes to order their food. And it was just a whole nother level of struggle. Um, but I did it and I am so grateful and blessed to say that a year later, a year after going gluten-free, I was able to conceive my son, Polly John, and he is the light of my life. Of course, my daughter Ava is too, but man, he is my greatest accomplishment of hard work and showing up during a struggle. Um, I struggled so hard for five and a half years with infertility, but I never gave up. And it's crazy because I conceived him and it was all after going gluten-free and getting diagnosed with my autoimmune disease and following a very strict nutrition plan and exercising regularly and just really leaning in to taking care of myself for once, which is not something that I did very well at the beginning of my story. And so even though it was a long and trying five and a half years, boy, I tell you, I don't know what I would have done had I not experienced it. Because when I did get pregnant with Polly, I just was such a warrior at that time. I I kept showing up and I took hundreds and hundreds of pregnancy tests, but I kept working out and I kept gluten-free and I kept reading personal development books. And I kept telling myself, you can't give up. This is the one thing that you can't even go an hour without thinking about. Don't you dare give up now. And that support system and my family, they just rooted me on. And I finally, I cannot tell you how good it felt to finally get pregnant with him, carry him to term and and meet him. And then to look back and say, I did that. I was given thousands of opportunities to give up in my struggle, but I didn't. And you know something beautiful that came out of that is that I, I, I learned to trust myself and I learned to look at myself as a strong, resilient, and determined person. When in the beginning, when I first started, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I was ashamed of, you know, the fact that I woke up every day just depressed when I had a beautiful family or the fact that I, I couldn't even stick to anything like a a nutrition plan for more than six days or I was always catching myself complaining to people and it was just you know it was just it wasn't my best look and then to hear be able to look at myself in the mirror and say you are a warrior you know you you went through so much and you didn't give up and still to this day it is one of my favorite parts of my story and I'm obviously skipping a lot of detail because like I said, I can talk to you about this for an hour, two hours, three hours, really. But that's just a little example of another struggle that I went through this last year. And I have such a passion for helping women going through their infertility, second infertility journey, because I get it. I get how painful and, and hopeless you can feel. But I know also at the end of the day that if you keep showing up, and you keep doing everything in your power to do the best that you can every day, there's so much beauty that comes from that. There's so much strength that comes from that. Even if you don't if you don't end up getting pregnant naturally or you do have to end up getting fertility, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't matter 
what your journey looks like. It just matters that you don't ever give up on yourself and your dreams. And that's what I'm here to help people with and to show them that, yes, even if you don't get pregnant on your time, even if it takes 10 times longer than you want it to, if you keep showing up, there's always going to be that small chance that maybe it will. Unless medically someone tells you that it never will happen, well, you know, that's a little bit of a different story and that's a whole different conversation of struggle. And you can still be a warrior in that instance. You can still lean in. You can still show up. So, you know, I had Polly and things went really, really well after that. And I did start to feel amazing again. My body not only got pregnant, but it re-regulated itself. It's amazing what happens when you eliminate a food that you're intolerant to. Holy moly. If you have a doctor that tells you that you're intolerant to something, friend, you need to wholeheartedly eliminate it and try it out and let your body heal because what once seemed like a a doomsday diagnosis has been a blessing in disguise. Again, I would never go back to gluten now that I've been so gluten-free for um, going on three years now that is wholeheartedly because I feel the way that I said I wanted to when I embarked on my coaching journey. I feel good. I jump out of bed in the morning and I feel energized and I am still energized in the evening and I wholeheartedly believe that that is due to my lifestyle, my daily practice where I work out daily and I eat nutritious foods and I don't eat gluten even though it's hard sometimes. Even though I want my favorite local Cam's pizza sometimes, I really hold true to this lifestyle because I want so much more to be healthy than I want to enjoy that food for a couple of minutes. And so there's struggles that we embark on every day that can either make us or break us. And I've learned to become the type of person that choose, I want it to make me every single time. Even if it brings me again, back down to my knees, like I was brought down in March of 2019, when we decided that we wanted to try to expand our family again. And I got pregnant on the first try, you guys. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I literally cried for a day because I was so proud of my body. After five and a half years of infertility and having poly, breastfeeding for 17 months, I got pregnant again. And I... I couldn't believe it. My body did it on its own. And it was another testament of, wow, this lifestyle has really has really benefited me because my body's healthy now. I, 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 I beat that chapter. And it was a really exciting few weeks. And I still get really choked up about it. So excuse me. But I thought things were going really well. And... All of a sudden, one evening, and now this might be too much information for you, so I'm sorry if you have a squeamish stomach. You might want to fast forward a couple of seconds, but I was eating dinner, and I got up, and, and I went in the kitchen, and I turned around, and I started bleeding everywhere, and my heart sank, but something in me was just like, you know what? Have faith. Keep faith. Go to the ER. You know, we went to the ER, and to make a long story short, our baby... What, that was about seven weeks at the time, um, still had a heartbeat. And they told me, okay, you have a subchorionic hematoma and it could go either way. You're either going to miscarry this baby or you're going to carry it and the hematoma is going to reabsorb and everything will be okay. We're going to send you home. If you start bleeding again, come back. 
Um, but hopefully it'll taper off and we'll come back in a week and, and check on the babe. So I went home and the bleeding stopped and I just tried really hard to tell myself my body's healthy now. You know, have faith that that would never happen to you. And on March 18th, uh, 2019, my husband and I went to the ultrasound follow-up after having a fun lunch where we were full of giggles and excitement and talking about baby names. And the baby didn't have a heartbeat. And that is something that you are never prepared for. Still to this day, it chokes me up. But yeah, we were shocked. We were floored. And I feel like I was back down, down on the ground, just so distraught, so numb. I didn't know what to do. My kids had already known that we were pregnant. So my first fear was, how am I going to tell them? My second fear was, what happens to me now? You know, I have this baby inside of me that's no longer viable. Oh, so hard, you guys. And, um, yeah, so, so we ended up going through with DNC surgery. That was what was recommended to us. And as though leave, or as if losing a a little one in utero wasn't hard enough, I had a lot of complications with my miscarriage and I'm going to save you some of the detail, but basically I was admitted to the hospital several times and had a really, really scary experience. A lot of heartbreak in 2019 and the beginning of the year. One of the hardest struggles, again, that I had ever gone through. And let me tell you, you guys, at this point, I had been a coach for about four years. Still coaching, by the way. Still, um, you know, sharing my story authentically in public to not only hold myself accountable to that goal that I made in 2014, but to also inspire others at this point to keep going on their hard days. So it was one of the hardest struggles I've ever been faced with. And I knew, I knew that I would be tempted to give up, to stop working out, to stop getting my feet on the floor in the morning, to stop smiling or finding joy in everyday things. But I knew in my heart I couldn't do that. That that wasn't me anymore. I knew in my heart I couldn't I couldn't go back to that place of hating my body for what had happened. I knew that I couldn't get angry at other people that that got pregnant around the same time as I did. Just I knew that I had to find joy again. Somehow, some way I had to just keep going. So, I leaned into my community once again and I still worked out Once I got cleared by my doctor, I kept working out, and that was my morning therapy. It helped me to keep showing up and putting my feet on that floor, and I stayed to my gluten-free diet, and I continued to lean into my community. I started to pray. I started to pray for others, actually. I started to just find positive things to put my energy into. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I wanted to give up so much. I wanted to cry every day, every hour. How was I pregnant yesterday and today I'm not? One of the hardest things that you ever endure as a woman. 
did I do something wrong? What could I have done differently? You know, the whole the whole spiel that goes on in your head. It's like a daily struggle. But in that process, you guys, by sharing my story and being vulnerable and being brave, so much good came out of that time. And I can't believe I'm saying that. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm such an emotional empath. Those of you that you'll get to know, I'm just an emotional person so okay so anyway I met some really amazing people that are still like my lost mom friends to this day and I don't even know what I would have done if I hadn't had them in my corner during that time sharing experiences sharing tears sharing positive quotes with each other so amazing so lifelong friends made by leaning in and showing up during that time brought my husband and I closer together than more than I ever thought possible We just started to appreciate more. We started to appreciate the kids that we already had. We started to appreciate each other. We started to appreciate every day that we had to start start healing and maybe try again in the future. And I continued to get into an even better mindset and continue to work on my health and fitness through that hard time. And I'm so thankful that I didn't give up because guess what? Three months later... I got pregnant again, and I'm still pregnant today, you guys, and, oh, this is where I really get emotional, I'm still pregnant today, you guys, not because I'm lucky, but because I kept showing up, I'm telling you, it's because I kept showing up in my struggle, and I kept leaning in, in any way possible, to find my strength, I kept committed to the things that I committed myself to, my workouts, my nutrition, my friendships, my accountability group that I've been running for five years. I just kept showing up even though it was painful, even though it was hard, even though it felt like maybe I would stumble and fall. I tried anyway. And I got pregnant again. And today I'm 30 weeks pregnant. And I'm sitting here talking to you on my first episode of my podcast. And my baby's kicking. The same girl that was told she would never be able to expand her family without extreme measures. The same girl that was told she was a mystery diagnosis. The same girl that looked in the mirror and felt like she was helpless. She was was doomed. I'm pregnant again, and I have two healthy babies, and I have an angel baby, and I have a husband that is the most supportive man in the entire world, and I have a community of 118 women right now, this very second, on this journey with me. Some of them are going through infertility. Some of them are going through autoimmune disease. Some of them are experiencing loss. Some of them are pregnant after loss and dealing with the anxiety that comes with that. Some of them are just amazing friends that I met along the way. But they're here for a reason. And I truly believe that. And I would hate to know what my life would be like today. Had I given up, had I stopped showing up, had I stopped leaning in when I endured all of those struggles, all of those opportunities to just give up and crumble, I didn't. And I am so thankful, so thankful for each and every struggle. And those are only a few. Those are a few of the really big ones, you guys. But all of the struggles that led me to this, this moment in my journey, I'm grateful and I'm grateful that for this opportunity to share my story and to 
be vulnerable on social media today and connect with so many people and to see them overcome their struggles. It is the absolute most rewarding thing I've ever experienced outside of expanding my family because <laughs> that still today, I just, I feel like I'm living someone else's life. I really had given up and I'm telling you it's real. When you show up and when you lean in and when you embrace your struggles, you you can do anything. You can do anything. And that's why I'm here. So I plan in the next few episodes to share some of my other stories, really, really great tips and daily practices to help you put your feet on the floor, even on your hardest days, on the days that you feel like there is literally nothing that will make you feel better. I want to encourage you to still show up. And even if it's ugly and there are tears galore, you still show up anyway because you will find so much strength in your struggle. And that is the promise. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I can't wait to talk to you again soon.